Hey, you're listening to This Podcast Isn't Working, and we're back. I'm recording, and this is still a podcast. Yes, it is a miracle, but after a few weeks of, uh, you know, trouble with technology and then just my own busy mind and worry about this being a valid pastime or project, uh, I am tonight I'm just putting I'm just getting back on the wagon even though it's not a Sunday or anything like that and I haven't recorded for a little while who cares I'm doing it now I've put the kids to bed I've got the time to do it and I just wanted to record something I don't know how long I'll record for but I just I knew that I needed to do this I don't know if you'll like that but if I let something go for long enough it just it gets bigger and bigger and bigger in my mind and then I'm just not going to do it And so often it means that I, you know, I quit on things or I never see something through. And this podcast, especially, I don't know why, but it's just, it's become very important to me to keep it going. Um, Regardless of how many people are listening, I just, I found the whole process really therapeutic. And I have had moments of doubt where I've thought about how, even if this is therapeutic for me, who really cares? And is that enough of a reason to do it? But I think I need to stop criticizing myself and trying to analyze everything and just get on and just talk because why not? It doesn't hurt anybody. And especially in the middle of all of this, what feels like chaos and uncertainty, um, why not just get on and do this? Cause it's something that I can still do. There's no reason not to. And more than ever, I feel like I'm being drawn to connect in different ways and try and be more creative with how I'm interacting with people and content and all kinds of things. So whatever podcast is on, podcast is on. This podcast isn't working is on. And if I can, my big goal at the moment is just to make it to one year of this podcast. So I think that anniversary will come up in June. So we'll see how we go. But for now, I am determined not to give up on this podcast. I've already had one other time where I nearly did. So this is take two, three. Regardless, I'm not quitting on this project. Um, I'm not going to, ha- I don't have to do it forever. I'm sure like it's not, I'm not making this some big rule and I'm not trying to do this forever and never stop and see how long I can go for it. But I would like to at least do it until I, I want to choose not to do it, you know, not, um, to stop doing it because of discouragement and doubt and worry and fear. I want to, if I want to stop doing this podcast, that's okay. I can do it. I can choose to do it for the right reasons, not because of these other reasons. And, um, I kind of have like thoughts swirling as we all do at the moment and not really sure what to say, what's the right thing to say, what's the wrong thing to say. Of course, right and wrong is um, surely a figment of our imagination. Uh, it gets us into a lot of trouble thinking black and white, isn't it? Like that there are these finite things that are right and wrong. It's not quite that simple, is it? Um, but originally before um, this whole situation has had escalated with this pandemic and everything that it brings with it. 
I was wanting to talk about negative thinking anyway and kind of the the effect that the internet particularly um, and just life in general can have on like negative thoughts and how that sort of snowball effect can happen and some of my thoughts around that. So um, because obviously at the moment negativity is something that's really hard to avoid, even if it's just in the sense of feeling very worried. Not that that's, I suppose it's not negative, but it can take you down negative trajectories. Like, yeah, I feel like the paths in that world um, of uncertainty and worry, they definitely are downhill if you get my drift. Anyway, and I wanted to share a situation that happened to me recently where I was looking, um, I was watching a video on YouTube and it was a video that had been made by someone I watch a lot of their content. So it was somebody I already choose to, you know, to watch. And she mentioned something that had happened to a contact of hers or, or like someone who's part of, um, her own community on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, and she'd mentioned this family and something that had happened to them. And she'd said, you know, um, she'd really love for anyone watching to keep them in their prayers, um, to really pray hard for that family and said, you know, that she didn't want to go into the details cause it wasn't really her story, but that you could, uh, hop over to the other people's channel and just have a look at the details there so that you were able to, uh, support them in that way. Anyway, I don't normally do this, but I don't know this particular day, I thought I will go and see what's going on. And, um, as soon as I had watched the video from this other family, it was very clear to me what had happened. And it was also clear to me that it's the kind of thing that, you know, I find quite distressing and I'm not someone who is ignorant by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I'm the first person to be very much aware and try to live my life knowing that there are really tough things going on outside my own little bubble. Uh, but something that I've really tried to be very serious about in the last maybe two years is limiting my access and my, uh, I don't know what you say, just limiting my exposure to the news and to particularly, um, news, which is repetitive, um, and over the top and fear mongering and distressing, um, and you know, you know what I'm talking about. There are new stories and topics where it's just this feeling that anything online or even discussions with people, the news itself, everything seems to just, um, make it, it just, uh, it's always expanding and becoming bigger and bigger. And it's kind of, it's so much negativity and it, negativity breeds negativity in those spaces. And I just, I can't live with that stuff in my, uh, near like vision. I can't live with that in my space. And so I've been trying to have better boundaries with those type of things, not from an ignorance standpoint, but in a way of saying, you know, I choose not to take in all of that because I really don't need to right now. And sometimes there's a time and a place, but often for me these days, being someone who's very, very empathetic and, I struggle myself taking in the amount of worry and, you know, concern and empathy I feel for people who I know, whether they are very close to me or even acquaintances, I just feel things really deeply. So, you know, those sorts of things 
um, where people are talking about horrific details um, of other people's lives and, and situations, I just find I need to tread carefully if you get what I'm saying. So as soon as I saw that these, uh, this family had, they'd suffered from a really, really, um, horrific accident. It was just something that was like a freak moment and it just had an awful outcome. I just straight away obviously was like, okay, like Roger that Julie noted. And, um, as I had intended, you know, I sent my good vibes out into the world for them. And then I just tried to move on with my day. I closed the video. I didn't finish watching it. Uh, it wasn't what I went online to look at anyway. And I tried to, I guess, um, not forget about it, but there's this thing I, I think I was taught a while ago where, you know, sometimes things that feel too intense right now, you can in your mind, put them in a box and put the lid on and just pop it on the shelf. So you're not forgetting it. You're just putting it aside for possibly a later time or just saying, you know, I've looked at that and now I'm just going to just pop that away. Um, anyway, I did that and just moved on. But what I noticed was after this had, a, had happened, now I'd only ever watched this one video about this particular topic because um, it was quite a specific topic. I just noticed after that so many of my suggested uh, con like the suggested content that was coming up on my feed was this particular topic, this distressing, rare topic, um, you know, and you know what I'm meaning? Like, I don't want to go into the details here because it doesn't really matter. And also I'm not, I'm not here to bring distressing news to you. I mean, there's so much of it surrounding us. Um, all the time, like there's so much available for us to access. I don't need to be adding to that noise, but it really made me, I was kind of shocked, I guess is what I'm saying. And I remember when this had happened, I said to my husband, like, why would I want to watch more of this? You know, why does YouTube think I want to watch this from now on, that I want to watch lots of videos about this particular topic? And obviously, I mean, it's a rhetorical question because the answer really is, it doesn't know the difference between what I really need or want to watch and what I click on because an algorithm is just built to respond to, uh, what do they call it? Interaction, which to a, a robot is just clicking, um, and things like that and commenting. And, um, it's very rudimentary, obviously it's not, it's not registering our emotional, uh, uh, interaction, I suppose, with that content. And to this day, I still get recommended content in that particular vein, which I'd never seen before in my content, like in, you know, any of my suggested videos or things like that. And it's really frustrating, uh, but it made me think a little bit about that whole phenomenon and how it's kind of like we, we do, I mean, on top of the, the difficulty of social media and the algorithm kind of trying to think for us and often pushing us, um, quite, you know, uh, quite happily and like, like quite forcefully down particular paths, or as you know, we, we say like rabbit holes, uh, the internet loves rabbit holes because it's kind of, it's like, oh yeah, I, I can, I can help you there and I can help you there. Like, you know, um, these sorts of predictive 
technologies. They, they love rabbit holes because it's so simple, right? It's just, you keep giving the same thing and just honing it down more and more to like the purer version of that. And then, um, and then obviously it's like a mind map and they, it's just, I don't know, that's what technology is built to do is find related content or serve you the same thing over and over again, because it thinks that if you clicked on it, you like it, um, all of that weird stuff. Uh, but it's not so different, I suppose, to how we think. And I think, I mean, you know, a lot of what is happening online and with technology is probably impacting our thinking anyway, because I'm sure I've probably been guilty of this, you know, subconsciously, but you know, how much of these sorts of um, algorithmic pushes are we kind of absorbing and is it reframing our thoughts on things? Um, you know, we can't help but be influenced by what we know. And if what we're being shown uh, over and over again is, you know, adding to our knowledge of a particular thing, does that not then impact on what we really believe and think? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was open to clicking on more and more of that content, would it send me kind of down that path? And maybe I would, you know, uh, I don't know what it would do to my thinking or my belief, but beliefs, but I feel like it would have an impact and it would shape or change the way I might think or feel about something. I mean, I personally think that it would really affect my mood and my outlook because it would generate more and more fear within me because obviously, as I mentioned, it was something that was very rare, very much like a freak occurrence. Um, you know, if you're seeing multiple videos talking about that particular thing even though we know statistically it is rare um it, it feel it does not feel rare put it that way if you know what I'm saying um so in that way it's kind of adding all this I don't know it, it's I just I don't know it's it's got me thinking right how much of what what we think and feel and believe um, is being influenced by this stuff and then in return how are we then changing our thinking either because of it or kind of parallel to that because it's kind of how we see things these days is um you know it's very much we we find comfort in black and white we find comfort in extremes like because they are simple we find comfort in simplicity you know um we have movements that are driving people towards um, you know, minimalism and slow living and simple living. Um, even recently I saw someone talking about intentional living. I mean, all these things appeal to me personally for sure, because I think we're in a time where we're yearning for these sorts of simple, clear, um, kind of things. Um, one of the, one of my favorite meditations to do, my absolute favorite meditations is this very short meditation. And I think it's featured in other ones on this particular app that I use called Headspace, but it's a simple meditation where you imagine and visualize sunlight, um, flowing through your body kind of, um, it goes through like a body scan sort of thing, but it's, you're being filled with light, sunlight specifically. And th they talk about the feeling of sunlight and how, it's this kind of expansive, warm, clear, clean kind of feeling, you know, and things like that, they're so potent, you know. Um, but I think sadly, um, when we start going down the path of simplicity, we often mistake it for this kind of more extreme 
answers, black and white, right and wrong, you know, um, yes and no. There's no kind of in between. And, and I think with negative thinking, it's kind of like, you know, it, it kind of feeds into that. It's just like part of that whole package comes these kinds of like ideologies and opinions and beliefs that are very rigid if you know what I mean, um, and we can get quite stuck. That's how I feel. It's easy to get stuck on a path. And um, just like, you know, you might go online and find yourself going down a rabbit hole of, I don't know, videos of um, hedgehogs being bathed, baby pet hedgehogs or something, and you learn all about hedgehogs or baby sloths or something like that, which is really lovely. Um, it can be equally easy to kind of slip down a really weird, dark path and I just I just wanted to put it out there that like that's it's not something that I want for myself and it frustrates me that there are technologies and I guess patterns of behavior that are sort of dictating how I experience the world in that way um, and I, I want to figure out how to interrupt that kind of those paths more because I think interruptions are really really powerful um, in, in both ways. So, um, interruptions can be the beginning of one of these sorts of spirals or paths down the rabbit hole. Um, I was looking up what that phenomenon's called where you always see the same, like you see all the red cars because you've been thinking someone mentioned a red car and now you see all red cars. Um, it's actually called the beta Meinhof phenomenon. Um, that whole idea of kind of like, you know, I, I, um, if you have been thinking about getting, I don't know, a particular pair of shoes, then you will notice every person who's wearing them. You'll be like, wow, there's so many people wearing them. I've just never realized before, but because it's kind of top of your mind, you're seeing it. Um, and in the same way, I think that's what I'm sort of saying is these things can, you know, impact our thinking. And then we just subconsciously are being drawn more and more to them. Um, and clicking and whatever it is. Um, but also just our own thinking can kind of go in that direction, especially with things that are going on, like what's going on right now in the world where we are all kind of just not really sure where things are going. And we're watching all kinds of different things going on and wondering if it's going to happen to us, to our loved ones, um, and just all the unknowns. It's kind of this slippery slope. And when you start to go and you know, try and access information and opinion and news about uh, the pandemic and everything that's going on. It's very, it's very hard to put the brakes on. You know what I mean? Just like, how do you stop thinking about all the red cars? How do you stop noticing them all? You know, and I think the answer really is just to acknowledge that these big things or negative things have been, have interrupted our normal operating mode, you know, and sometimes for good reason, we do need to be interrupted right now with this um, world situation. Uh, and we do need to change what we're doing, but I feel like it doesn't have to take over. Um, I, yeah. And I think we need to figure out how to bring in positive interruptions. If you know what I mean, <laughs> I need to do that. I, you know, I don't know about you, but yeah, I need to do that for myself. Uh, and I was so grateful recently, a friend of mine started a Facebook group that's literally for that. It, it may as well, like it, this happened after I had been thinking all this stuff. Um, they'd put this 
page together like a little group and basically said, hey, let's interrupt what's going on for us um, so that we have a channel we can switch over to that's just not about this huge story. You know, yes, let's be aware of it, but like why not have an interruption that we can use when we need to? Um, I'll never forget many years ago, I used to use a website called Flickr like all the time for my photography and sharing my photography and interacting with other people who were taking photos, etc. Um, and on there, if you ever were looking at something that was, uh, considered adult content, for example, I used to look, I think there was a, an, a photographer on there called, I want to say Brooke Shaden. I can't really remember if I find her, I'll link her in the show notes, but um, she used to do these beautiful composites that were done in Photoshop, I suppose, and Lightroom and things like that. And she did the most incredible, um, she would make a photograph into art and the person would look like they were levitating and magical and in this, like, it was just unbelievable. And she just had this beautiful touch to it. But oftentimes the, um, you know, the person in the photograph would be partially nude or, you know, as part of the, it was never crass or, um, it wasn't geared to be pornographic or anything like that. It was just art, but because it was of an adult nature, some of them, it would come up with a warning saying, you know, make sure you're over 18, um, to view this or whatever it would say. And there would, if you clicked on any of these sorts of things, I just remember there would always be like this little button that would come up at the top that would say, actually, I've changed my mind. Take me to the puppies. Um, and I always found that really funny, um, that they would keep this kind of interrupt button available so that if whatever you were viewing got too much or it was whatever, you know, it was obviously like, um, graphic content or adult content that if you changed your mind about viewing it, that you could click on this button and it would literally take you to pictures of puppies. And it was great. I remember clicking on it and having a good laugh because it was a real thing. Um, they weren't just mucking around. It was like, yeah, you could actually go and look at puppies. And and I just find that idea really helpful that there might be a take me to the puppies button in our life. Um, and this is not about being ignorant. It's just about interrupting, you know, interrupting this algorithmic thinking where we very quickly kind of spiral down this path of least resistance is kind of like the path that has all the, it's like following a trail and there's all the little flags along the way, um, to point you in the right direction. It's just so easy to follow it because all the flags are there, you know, and you're like, Oh, another white flag, another white flag, another white flag. Um, but you know, we, we oftentimes I think are being led down paths that we wouldn't normally choose if we knew where the destination took us if that makes sense. So yeah, I don't know. They're kind of my thoughts. Um, and I, I did want to expand this kind of idea into this other realm of like kind of talking about what drives us and motivates us in the way that we kind of like set out on these paths. Um, because I do find that a lot of it is, you know, we're not, we're not puppets being strung along. I do recognize that we have our own free will, will and, and our own, you know, um, yearnings and desires. Um, and I do want to talk a, a bit more about that at some other point about what shapes those, like how our desires do shape our experience of things and how algorithms and things like that respond to our, what we supposedly want and need. Um, but I think that's a conversation for another day. Um, I just wanted to end by talking a little bit about 
you know, negativity, I suppose. And um, not just like negativity is not the right word, I suppose, but things that kind of are, you know, they're taking away from us um, and they're, they're things that are energy taking, you know, they're, they're energy lowering. And um, I was thinking, yeah, when I, when I think about this whole kind of like becoming a set on a negative path, I, I do think about projects like this podcast and um, I have a little, it's kind of like a business, I suppose. I'm trying to um, do more orders and like more professional work um, when it comes to my sewing and embroidery, which I've done for many years, but I've just never really uh, put it out there as being things like, you know, something that someone can purchase, but now I'm kind of dipping my toe in the water of that, which is quite unnerving. And I'm not sure how much I'm, you know, being positive about it and hopeful. I find I'm kind of teetering on this weird edge of being really, really excited and really, really doubtful and kind of almost like embarrassed and shameful about trying it out, um, that it would be like kind of this selfish endeavor. So I'm just kind of struggling with things like that. And there's that old saying, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I looked that up and it's an, it's an old German saying, apparently, um, that's where it first came from. Um, but, uh, after it was, um, kind of out there in the world being talked about by, um, German, uh, this German proverb was out there kind of being spoken about. Um, a guy actually wrote an essay in um, 1849 about slavery, sorry. And um, he used it when he was talking about slavery and he, he quoted, you know, the Germans say, you must empty out the bathing tub, but not the baby along with it. Fling out your dirty water with all zeal and set it careening down the canals, but try if you can keep the little child. And um, it says that on the little Wikipedia page about this, it says, Carlyle, this guy, Thomas Carlyle is urging his readers to join in the struggle to end slavery, but he also encourages them to be mindful of the need to try to avoid harming the slaves in the process. So I guess, um, sometimes things are tough and sometimes things do need to be sacrificed or do need to be faced head on and acknowledged. Yes. You know what? That's got to change or that's got to go, or that's, that is, that sucks and it is crap or whatever. Um, but what I am trying to be more mindful of is I don't want that kind of thinking or those big, um, I guess, ideas or big struggles or whatever it is to then swallow up every other thing with it. Um, you know, yes, I want to be more like I want to be as present as possible in my family home and um, contribute and care and, you know, mother and all of these things for my children um, and that is the big goal, just like, you know, this Thomas Carlyle is talking about ending slavery, but um, that doesn't mean that I have to give away every single little thing that I do for myself or any projects that I'm doing, you know, that might use some of my resources or my focus. Um, I can still achieve all those goals or be that person where I am investing in my family and myself and you know, being that kind of nurturing, caring, um, protective, whatever the words are, but like I can give all that and do all of that and still have these, uh, little 
puppy button interruptions where I can spend some of my time or my energy on things that don't necessarily obviously contribute to that bigger goal. Does this make sense? So like, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think I've been really tempted to do that recently. And I had a moment the other day where I just, I just had this overwhelming, I think I was, it was a lot of things that created this moment, but I felt like I did start to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like it's a terrible, um, terrible proverb. Like the image is terrible, but you know, I started to really just, it was kind of like all and sundry, just the whole lot was going to go, you know, I just, I woke up with this overwhelming feeling of embarrassment and shame about the fact that I'd spent a little bit of money on my sewing projects and that I had spent time and energy on this podcast that I could have been using for other things. And I don't know why, but I just, it, it overwhelmed me that day. I let it, I let that kind of algorithmic thinking just cascade. I just went down there. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I just was like, yep, you know what? It's just all got to go because if I want to pour myself into my family and my home and everything else, well, then why am I wasting parts of me on these other things? That's not fair and it's selfish. And I actually physically packed up all of my sewing machine, my fabric, my lovely little things that I had out um, and the projects I was working on for my customers, if you will. I just kind of put it all away. And it was this really, it was almost like a cathartic thing to do, I think, because even though it was, it was quite negative, it gave, it was an interruption really, because what it did was it prompted a very serious discussion between my husband and I, because it it really hurt him to see me hurting. And, and he, you know, he, he sat me down he was like, you need to just stop, stop this. And we need to talk about it. Why are you doing this? You know? And it was good because it was, it was that interruption. I mean, I, I'm not great. I'm not happy that I did it, but it was an interesting process because I felt like after tumbling down the rabbit hole, I, I hit, I hit something like there was something in the way and it was, you know, they talk about like a watershed moment. Um, what is that? Is that like where like the dam comes away or something and everything just gushes out or something? Um, but it was like the opposite of that. I don't know. It stopped the flow. Um, I don't know. I became a beaver and I took, I took, uh, you know, the occurrence of a tree falling across the river, you know, I took that and ran with it and I, I built a dam just because I, I just think this is something we need to be more mindful of. Yeah, I definitely do. I feel like there are many things that are happily tugging us to different, um, different destinations. And it's not about being in control necessarily, but I think it's about acknowledging that this is really happening and that we can, we can create puppy buttons and interruptions, um, and validate each other in that, you know, that, um, we don't, yes, there is this incredibly oppressive, scary, thing going on in the world. Yes, it is very serious. Yes, we are all trying our very best to keep each other safe. Um, Yes, this is, it's very scary and it's very overwhelming and there's all these things going on. Um, But I think it's important to allow each other and ourselves to have times where we don't think about it or we're not spending our energy on that. I just think it's important. I think it's important that we have the power to still I guess, be spontaneous or happy or, um, 
yeah, to let that go just for a second, um, to not, you know, yes, tip like this, this guy said, I love that. I mean, I love that quote where he says, fling out your dirty water with all zeal. Yes. Like let's pour out our hearts about this situation and really take it very seriously. Um, he says, set it careening down the canals, but try, if you can keep the little child, you know, um, keep that part of you, keep that, uh, positivity or whatever it is. And I'm not talking about cheesy, empty stuff. I mean, I'm just talking about like being present, just still being yourself, still being yourself and, um, not letting these, this huge cascade take us along for the ride, you know, without our permission. Yeah. I don't know. They're my thoughts. Um, I wish I could ask you, what do you think about all of this? And also I wish I could tell you, um, you know, if you have times where you're feeling overwhelmed and drowning in all of this, you know, I, I wish I could help you find, um, your little puppy button just, just for that breather, just to get a bit of air, you know? Um, and I do want to keep trying myself to be more aware of these sorts of things and, and, um, yeah, just to not get too wrapped up in algorithmic thinking for want of a better term. Um, and yeah, and find things like pre-plan some interrupts, um, you know, where I can, um, just give myself that mental break and yeah, and not just be one dimensional in the way that I'm thinking, believing, feeling. What the heck was that episode guys? Who knows, but, (laughs) um, that's okay. Uh, this podcast isn't working. So that's the point. And Hey, do you know what? Most people, oh no, we're working, we're working, but, um, not many people are working in the way they used to anyway. And there's a lot of people who can't work and all that sort of stuff. So very weird, um, title of this podcast to be, um, out there at this time, but yes, we, um, whether we're working or not, thank you for listening. Uh, and as I always say, I don't want to have a cheesy kind of like sign off thing, but I do genuinely, genuinely, and I'm telling myself this as well, want to say, um, take care of yourself as best you can, um, so that you can take care of others and I will, and go gently, go gently, (laughs) like be gentle with yourself. And uh, I will be back here, hopefully in a week. Okay, bye. Cool. That was good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, (laughs) like that.